Welcome to the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, this is the place for women who want to have it all and then some. This is about mindset. This is about manifestation and everything in between. My job here is to empower you to become the queen of your world, just like you deserve to be. I'm your host, Natasha Mundy. Hello, my fabulous queens. I hope you are all doing absolutely fantastic today. And, you know, welcome to this week's episode of the Kiss My Crown podcast. On this week's episode of the Kiss My Crown podcast, we're actually following up from our topic that we have been doing, uh, that we started last week, which was um, just diving into the divine feminine. And today we're actually going to be diving into the divine masculine so i'm really excited to bring you that episode today and then as a little sneak peek next week we'll be talking about toxic femininity this has been like i don't know i've really enjoyed discovering this topic and, and i feel like with this topic in particular i'm taking you on the journey with me so this is stuff that i'm discovering about and going through at the moment and I get to have you there right by my side and, you know, and and take you along for the ride. So maybe if it's something that you're going through or you've been through yourself, you just, you know, we get to do it together. And I love that. (laughs) So before we get into the topic, though, I do want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in today and allowing me to take up space in your world. Um, I am so appreciative, appreciative of that um, because it's incredible, you know, like, you are what you consume and I always tell you to be so picky about what it is that you consume. So the fact that you let me into your world is such an honor and a privilege and I hope that you all know that. So what's been going on in my world lately? Between like recording this podcast and the last one, it's actually been two weeks because normally I would record last week but um, things came up and I just wasn't able to. So here we are. I'm recording this tonight and this podcast will be out tomorrow morning, which is crazy to think, but here we are. (laughs) Um, What has been happening? So I'm trying to think what's happened over the last like two weeks. It's been, I don't know, we've had Easter and it's been all huge and all that sort of stuff, but really I've just been loving life. (laughs) Um, It's a bit of a love-hate relationship with life sometimes. So at the moment, you know, what I'm loving about life is that Um, I've said this before, I'm really honoring my seasons at the moment and, you know, I've been really sort of giving into rest and learning to actually listen to, you know, myself and what it is that I need. So I'm resting when I need to rest and I'm trying not to do too much Um, and just, you know, and then what I am doing, just doing things that I'm really called to do and things that I really, really enjoy, just, you know, really getting myself on track of, you know, living the life or embodying the life that, that I want to have. I am in the midst of a project at the moment, which is a new digital course. So this one's a bit different to the Kiss My Crown Masterclass because this is a lot bigger offering. Um, It'll be, you know, over a number of weeks as opposed to a couple of hours like the other one. So, you know, in the depths of that, I will give you a little hint. It is called Self Love Queen and it is all about, you know, teaching you how to love yourself so that can be a foundation on which that you can build your life. Um, because it just, I don't know. I mean, go with me here. Could you just imagine what this world would be like if women love themselves? 
or if you know and think about times you know when you didn't love yourself and you didn't have that confidence in yourself and so you didn't go for the opportunities that came your way um yeah it's just you know teaching you that sort of love and confidence in yourself so that you can just really not have that holding you back um from achieving anything that it is that you want to achieve so I'm so so excited about that but this time I'm really like I'm just obviously it's a lot bigger offering and I'm just really taking my time with it and doing it when I'm inspired because I want to give you my best so that's sort of what we're working on there then if we talk about you know I said before I gotta slow down I feel like I'm talking so quick today I said life is a little bit of love hate at the moment so obviously for the most part I love where I am uh you know like I love life and I love the way that I'm living my life. But, you know, when we talk about that sort of hate side of things, oh, my gosh, it is getting a little much waiting for our house to be built. Um, I just wish we were there and I want our space and I want the freedom that comes with having your own space, the freedom that we once had. I just I want that back and the privacy, to be honest. And, you know, I just yeah there's so much that I miss about it but instead of um you know like burying my head in the sand and just trying to be you know positive about everything what I'm actually doing is really facing it head on and allowing myself to feel this you know to feel through the pain to feel through the anger the impatience and the not wanting to be here um I will just feel through that because it's just how I it's how I feel and I think it's so important for you guys to take that away as well is that you can't positively think your way out of every life situation because that's really when you do that is that you're not actually facing your problems you're just running away from them or you're you know sticking your head in the step in the sand so to speak so you know some days are good some days are bad and some days I just want to cry and and on those days I will bloody well cry <laughs> but otherwise for the most part everything is really really good so anyway that was a bit of a a turn there wasn't it but let's get let's get fired up let's talk about our topic today so this is a little mini series where we're talking about these energies that we have and you know we started off by talking about fem, uh, the divine feminine the divine feminine energy and you know the reason why that we're talking about that is because that's something that I'm discovering at the moment and for the first time in my life it's something that I'm learning to tap into and because you know I sort of you know during during the old spicy cough we just came across of thinking that it needed to be a different way and that I needed to slow down and listen to my body and you know through all my sort of spiritual practices started realizing that it was my divine feminine that was calling me um so I'm going with it and I fucking love it if I'm honest and yeah but you know when we talk about the divine feminine we do need to realize that balance is required and I am a Libra so I am you know justice balance all those sort of things it's very very important to me so I think this is why I get drawn so much to this sort of stuff um, but you know when we're talking about balance what we sort of talk about is you know you've all heard of yin and yang before and you know by definition that is the harmony of all opposite elements and forces that make up existence so the opposite of the divine feminine is of course the divine masculine and yes 
there is a divine masculine. I think sometimes we get so caught up in sort of toxic max, uh, like masculinity and, and the patriarchy that we don't actually realize that there is also a divine uh, masculine that's really, really, really important. Now, you know, I've shared with you guys a lot that I feel that I have spent, you know, the majority of my life in my masculine energy. I've come from a very, you know, masculine energy. And I thought the best way to explain what I mean by that is, you know, let's actually explore what the divine masculine is and the difference between the divine masculine and toxic masculinity. Now, just like when we spoke about the divine feminine, I want to spend some time saying some words that describe, let to me describe what divine masculine is. And, and I really want to let those words, I want you to let those words sit with you and just sort of reflect on them and resonate and see which ones you resonate with as well. Um, so here we go. So responsibility, confident, goal-driven, strong, protective, resilient, logical, grounded, decisive, action, assertive, courageous, warrior, adventurous, focused, practical, and I would say grounded. So just let those words sit with you for a moment and really think on those words and pick out the ones that resonate with you the most and even think about the ones that you were taught as a child um, that were really important qualities. For me, I had to learn at a very, very young age to be strong and resilient and courageous. You know, I would say, you know, at the age of four years old, my father was in a head-on collision where a drunk driver hit into his parked car um, and made him a paraplegic. And he spent so much time in hospital after that for obvious reasons this was back in 1986 so technology was a lot different back then as well and you know he was required because he crushed some of his um he with the steering wheel of the car he crushed his aorta um in his heart and back then when they had to do that sort of surgery to fix that or repair that and that's obviously putting in like a um, a fake valve is that they go through the spine and it was a spine, that surgery going through the spine that made him a paraplegic. Um, you know, and it just, it just changed my world as I knew it. Like it, it just, it just crushed it. Um, and only, I was only four years old at the time. And so as much as I don't remember a lot of it, there was just things that were really different about it. So we went from, you know, my dad was the breadwinner of the family um and was pretty much a workaholic to not being able to work at all and being in hospital and having to rehab and that took you know like six months or something like that so here in Australia we go to kindergarten when we're four years old and kindergarten you meant to go for two two and a half days per week I was in there five days a week so that my mom could be in hospital we were living off of 
uh, charity, you know, like St. Vinny's and stuff like that, dropping around food parcels and, and things like that um, to be able to get by because obviously my mum was a stay-at-home mum and my dad wasn't working so there was no money coming in, had a mortgage, all that sort of stuff. And it was at this sort of age where I had to, you know, endure strength and resilience and I guess that's where I learnt you know, first started learning about that because I had to get through it and my life was a lot different. And then even going to school and stuff like that, you know, my life was just different to, to other kids and, and the relationship with my dad was obviously a lot different than what other kids would have. Um, so we had to get through that and it was a really traumatic time for my family. Um, yeah, it just, it was a tough time and, you know, there was suicidal thoughts, there was adapting to a new way of life um it just it was trauma and and we had to get through it so for me that's just sort of where I learned you know I think that's you know where I started discovering that I was a bit of a warrior at heart um also from like being a young girl and for my whole life (laughs) literally my whole life um I was always always called bossy and back in the day it used to be bossy britches Stop being such a bossy britches or you're such a bossy britches. Um, And it was because I was always very assertive. I just typically sort of knew what I wanted all the time and just would make that happen. And, you know, and I didn't make any apologies about that either. So even if people call me bossy, it never, it's never stopped me from being bossy. Now I'm just like, fuck yeah, I'm bossy. You know, I know what I want. I'm confident. I'm driven. I know, you know, I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm not going to make myself smaller to make other people feel better. Um, But I just didn't know, I guess, at that time that that's what I was doing it. Um, In my 30s, I really prided myself on being goal-driven and confident. I was so focused on the end prize. And for me, like a really great example of that was when I was wrestling excuse me um when I started wrestling I walked into the ACW academy and I had one goal and that was to become a champion and you know I literally had to move heaven on earth to make that happen um you know and you know when opportunity didn't knock well, I was like, fuck it, I'm kicking that goddamn door down and I'm creating my own opportunities. And what that sort of looked like for me is, you know, at one particular point, you know, I was the only female wrestler there. And, you know, sort of back then, you know, the girls wrestled the girls, the boys wrestled the boys. And you'd have a women's division and, you know, you you would go for a title. And, you know, then there's no other women there. You can't have a women's division. So I, you know kicked and screamed and yelled and I don't know literally put my blood sweat and tears into being allowed to wrestle in a men's division and have those equal opportunities and it took me sort of two years from there to realize my dream and to be a competitor amongst the men and you know a serious competitor and one that could compete on the same level and you know, and I got there and I became, you know, we had a championship which is called the ACW Evolve Championship. And with that one there, we had a tournament and I was the only woman in the tournament um, against all the men. And so the first person to hold that title 
you know, was me as a woman. And, you know, it hasn't been held by a woman since. It's only been held by men because there's no more women. And I was lucky enough to hold that championship twice. But it it literally was, I don't know, from the moment if you just walk in somewhere and you just have this goal and it's just what you want to do and you will just move heaven and earth to get it. And, you know, I had to sort of outwork everyone else and just I had so much more to prove, so much more to lose. And, you know, and I did it. And, you know, this is just such a great – and this is sort of, you know, from that sort of time is how I started living my life. Like I'd, I'd get my eye on the prize of what I what I, was I wanted and I would just go all in, you know, to get it. And – you know, like when we talk about this sort of stuff, so you just, you know, when I use those words for you, you know, like what I've just described is how, you know, I was in my masculine, you know, being assertive and creative and, um, sorry, create courageous and strong and goal-driven and focused and practical and grounded, you know, just like the divine feminine, the divine masculine is, it is actually incredible. It's beautiful and it's powerful. Um. But where the issue comes into play with anything, and this is the same with the divine feminine as well, is when we actually move into the toxic masculinity. And it is that toxic masculinity that we are currently seeing wreaking havoc in the world. And it is a direct reflection on what we are seeing right now. Now, toxic masculinity is is different to divine masculine, right? Because toxic masculinity is built on fear, it's built on power, it's built on greed, and it's built on ego. And this is where we start seeing like elements, you know, from the divine masculine, you know, turn into being toxic. So, you know, this is where we see strength that then turns into dominance or the need to dominate over somebody else. When we see like protectiveness, you know, turn into control. And when grounded turns into proving one's worth, and instead of acting from a place of purpose, um, we start acting defensively. And, you know, and we start to begin to be threatened by female energy or no, I'm not going to say female energy. I, I really don't reword that feminine energy because men have both the divine feminine and masculine within them, as do women. Um, it's not about gender here at all. It is about feminine energy. And instead of protecting the feminine energy like we are meant to, um, you know, we start to be threatened by it and we start to tear it down. And and I say we because, you know, women do this just as much as men. It's not just one way or another. And like I said before, the thing to remember here is femininity and masculinity have nothing to do with our actual genders. It is something that we each carry within us and that should be balanced with both. But everything we do with the energy um, in which... You know, so it's, it's nothing to do with the gender, but it's to do with the energy in which we act from. So whether we're doing divine masculine, divine feminine, toxic masculine, toxic femininity. And, you know, over the years, we have been conditioned in the toxic masculine way of life. <laughs> we have been made to fear, made to feel like everyone is our competition. And we definitely get made to feel like there isn't enough to go around. Like there's a scarcity and this is what builds a scarcity mindset. And this is because 
of this we try you know because of these sort of things and we we think that we need to try and control others we think we need to compete with them we feel like we need to bring them down you know tall poppy syndrome anymore you know oh, we've got to bring them down to peg or they're not humble we've got to bring them back down to earth um you've heard sayings like that like i see that all the time you know um you know oh they, they're full of themselves we've got to bring they need to come back down to earth it's you know like this thing about having to to bring somebody back down um and you know and all of this as well you know like you know like so, you know it goes this also goes hand in hand with toxic femininity and like i said we're actually going to we're going to cover toxic femininity next week in its own podcast episode but today we're going to focus on like i said the divine and the toxic of the masculine so as much as I spent my life in the masculine, I also spent so much of my own life in the toxic masculinity. And this is where, and you know, like, and I'm not proud to say this, but you know, we need to, you know, like I am not perfect. Um, I've done things that I'm not proud of and, you know, but these are things that we do to learn and grow. So for me, I wanted to win at all costs. And I would bring others down if I thought they were trying to steal what was mine. You know, whether it was my opportunities or my spotlight or my moment or anything. If I felt threatened, then that's what I would do. Um, I definitely believed to my core and I was sort of made to believe so much that like other women, they were my competition. And and I would truly believe that they were out to get me. Um, you know, this is still a huge wound that I'm trying to to fix now because you know I have always been, oh I get along better with guys than I do with girls and and you know and it's just really an excuse because I haven't found the right set of girls to be friends with or women um so I have since found some <laughs> that's a lie but you know what I mean is I you know typically I hadn't um I was also really caught up on being that so goal-driven, you know, and that I got lost in the hustle and the grind. We've all heard you got to hustle, the hustle and the grind. Um, I always felt like I had to be the hardest worker in the room. And when I was the hardest worker in the room, I fucking made sure that everybody knew that I was as well. Because, you know, especially, you know, when it came to wrestling and stuff like that and being the over only woman there, I'd feel like so much I would get overlooked. And so I... I would have to, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, oil. Like I would have to like, well, what about me? Or this is what I'm doing. You know, like I would have to really show that because I felt like it wasn't being seen or being heard. Um, the world and my experiences in it, if, you know, if I'm honest, I've just let you into a little bit of my childhood. It probably didn't get much better throughout <laughs> you know, my teens to my twenties either. But basically I did, I let the world turn me into a savage. I was beaten down so much throughout my whole life. And, you know, and like I said, from childhood trauma, I had tragic losses as a teenager to experiences I still can't even talk about today. And when I went through these experiences, each and every time I just started to turn off my softness I started to turn off my emotions um and you know it's a bit like if you've ever watched <laughs> I don't know if we, I'm a huge vampire diaries fan and you know what are, you know when they would turn off their um humanity that's really what this reminded me of when I would turn off my 
emotions, you know, and I would do things to make me feel numb. So whether that was, you know, drinking or, you know, other things, you know, I would do that to numb myself because I didn't want to feel my emotions. I didn't know how to face my emotions. And to this point, it's only that I'm now facing my emotions now in my late 30s, you know, and when you haven't, when you've been through a lot in life and you haven't dealt with those emotions, it's a fucking lot of work to do and I'm exhausted um, when you're older. So, and this is why I encourage you so much to really learn to lean into your emotions to get through them rather than sort of trying to go around them or under them or not feel them at all um, because you will pay the price for it as, as an adult. Um, and, you know, as I was doing all of this, the you know, the world you know, like I was and the world I could see was just going deeper and deeper into this toxic masculine energy. And, you know, and for me, you know, because the world was going the way that it was, I I felt like it would punish any part of me that was left in my feminine, you know, like, so I don't know, like little, th- you know, like little things equal big things, right? You know, like, so if I was, you know, in my twenties and I, I wanted to feel a bit girly and go out to a nightclub, you know, you know, I had an, inc- uh, an instance where, you know, my drink was spiked and, and things like that. And I felt like, you know, in that moment of being feminine that I let my guard down and I showed softness and then the world just sort of punished me for that. And that's how I felt about it. Um, you know, and I spent a good deal of my teenage years right through to my 30s, um, you know, late 30s too, by the way being in a manic state of depression. Um, you know, I was, you know, you sort of diagnosed with having manic depression or, you know, bipolar type 2 and stuff like that. Um, and I was just so angry, bitter and jaded. I was so jaded and I was just, I was hurt. I was a hurt little girl on the inside, really, that just hadn't faced up to what was going on. And, you know, and I started, you know, like and as I hit into my 20s, you know, my late 20s and then my 30s, you know, I started to go through even more experiences that would just about break me. Um, and, you know, and one of them including, you know, having a miscarriage before I had my son. And I basically reached at some point the depth of my despair. Um, and that was in my mid-30s. And I realized that the strength and power that I had used to overcome things in my life that you know that that sort of you know I said I had that strength and resilience as a young child well I started to work out that I could use those in my favor of you know restoring the balance so to speak so and to pull myself out of that despair so you know and that was the start of this journey you know like so before you guys have come along into this podcast but this is what had sort of sparked that journey to get me to where I am now um and I didn't realize that's what I was doing but I I just sort of instinctively did it and you know and I started walking you know it was like being on a tightrope of that divine and that toxic masculine and I was starting to bring in that little bit more balance between the two so I wasn't in the toxic masculinity, but was starting to to find balance with both. Um, but this is a talk, you know, like 
you know, I, we can have balance with, you know, your divine, uh, your divine and your toxic masculinity, but really where you need to be is in balance with your divine feminine and your divine masculine. So without invoking that divine feminine, though, I was I pushed myself to the point of burnout multiple times. So I was working in that being really assertive and active and you know, goal driven and all these things. And I just, I denied parts of myself and, you know, and I definitely found it really hard to express other parts of myself, including like my sexuality and my sensuality, you know, and I was embarrassed about some of the male qualities that I like possessed. Um, Because as much as I had been taught that being a woman was weak and emotional, you know, there was the flip side of that, of being a strong and assertive woman also came with so many implications as well, you know, like, so it's like, you know, and women can never sort of catch a break here, you know, it's like, be strong, not too strong, you know, be, be, you know, be, be sexy, but oh, don't be slutty, you know, like it's that, you know, you can never seem to find that, you know, what's the perfect mix there, right? And, you know, and I guess I really felt like I never could truly express who I was without pissing someone off. And I always felt like, in, and sometimes I still do, I feel like, like I just never fit in and anywhere. Um, and I just didn't fit in anywhere. And I really had felt like that for my entire life. So, you know, but let's fast forward to 2022. And this year, you know, as you know, I made it my resolution to not only explore, but to embrace my divine feminine. And you know, like, and right now I am just in the depths of truly discovering who I am. And I tell you, like, I am, you know, I'm like, I am strong and I am powerful, but I'm also extremely intuitive and creative, right? I am both sexy and confident and I know my worth, but I also am at the point of knowing that no one else can devalue my worth either. Like I, I don't let anyone else have that power anymore. That's my power. And the best part that I am, you know, loving, this is like when we're talking about that divine masculine feminine, is that I've really learned now that my light can shine bright. But while my light is shining bright, I can actually help others to shine even brighter um, without it dimming my own light. And, you know, the main lesson that I really learned currently and learning as we speak is that we do need both you know and I've said this we need that balance we need both the divine feminine and the divine masculine at any one time um you know there is a time for action and there is also a time for rest and reflection and you need both you know like you need to be able to you know when you need to be able to get in the zone you need to go and you need you need to go but then you need to stop as well like once you've had that burst of energy and you've done that work you then need to allow yourself time to rest, but also reflect on what's been happening as well so that, you know, you can plan better for your next um, set of action, right? Your next lot of energy, your next burst, your next going to get into life and I'm going to do this. So, you know, you can also, you can be goal driven, but you can work in flow to your needs as well. You know, like, so you can be like, this is my end goal. But, you know, the beauty of stepping, you know, like that's your divine masculine and then being with your divine feminine, you get to do that within flow, you know, and you can get to work out, 
okay, what's going to be the best environment for me to thrive in to be able to get this goal done, you know? And it's like, and that might mean like, hey, well, you know, for me, it's not doing a nine to five, you know, and, and putting in this work. It's about, you know, having little bursts of energy or, you know, like, oh, I'm better, you know, after a good night's sleep or if I had a sleep in or I'm a night out or whatever it may be, you're starting to work out what your needs are and, and work with that flow, which is really follow And when you allow both of your divine masculine and feminine to work in harmony together, this is when you will start to thrive because you're not denying one part of yourself. You know, I was, you know, I spent so much time uh, denying my divine feminine because, you know, I was always taught that that was, you know, showing emotions was weak and, you know, like, and yeah. You know, we get, you know, women in hysteria and emotions and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, what I'm learning, like, and how I feel, you know, being able to actually feel through my emotions. And now, you know, and I can sit here and I can proudly encourage my husband to feel through his emotions and my son to feel through his emotions instead of suppressing them. Because then we can actually move through them. We can grow and we can be these human beings who can actually fucking thrive for a change. So we can actually nurture others through this journey. To create a world that we're meant to be living in, you know, like, and, you know, regardless, and, and you know, when we, we do this, we're, we're doing this regardless of whether, you know, whether little girls or little boys, the women or the men, you know, that we allow ourselves to experience our emotions you know we cry without fear of being told that we're weak and we love and we nurture without fear of being told that we're too that we're soft you know and we we're confident and assertive without the fear of being bossy you know and then the flip side you know we're also you know we're strong and we are you know grounded without being without the fear of being cold and heartless you know so I just, I want you to remember, you know, like it's such this balance and this dance. And that's the best way that I can describe it because it is like a dance, you know, of, like I said, push and pull and lead and follow and just, you know, go with direction, go with the flow, you know, like it's just, it's so fucking beautiful here. Let me tell you, it is just, you just, oh my God, it's it's a new world. and And I am just... I almost kick myself that it's taken me this long to get here. Um, but I'm so excited to teach my son to be here, to to allow my husband. And when I say allow my husband to be here, I don't mean like, oh, what he's allowed to do, what he's not allowed to do. But what I mean is by encouraging him to be allowed to feel his feelings. And, you know, when he's having a good, like he doesn't, you know, like men, men always have this rap of having to be the strong one, you know, and they're not allowed to show that emotions. They can be strong for everyone else. They've got to carry the family. No, we, we're in this together, right? This is, this is a team and, and, you know, and I, I see it too, you know, sometimes I allow him to lead and sometimes I need to lead. And, you know, and I, I guess our experience too, of not having our own home and having to live in someone else's home and just, you know, like I just had to stop my podcast before because somebody came out, even though this is my podcast night. Like it just, you know, that there's times when he has had enough being here and, and he needs me to take the reins. And then there's other days like, you know, we just had this like literally on Sunday where something happens and it just, it breaks me and I need him to be that strong one you know and when we're you know both here working with our divine feminine and masculines 
fuck it's beautiful and it's just you know it's changing our family dynamics it's changing my marriage dynamics in such a gorgeous and beautiful way that it's just oh I, I just you know I I just I encourage all of you to tr- to try and be there you know and to go through that so you know the greatest thing about this right is that you get to be whatever you want to be in this life so once you stop letting the world dictate to you what it is that you should be right so you you know like this is where we talk about stories and rewriting your own story because these there's these stories set in place about who you know what it is that we're meant to be you know based on what other people want us to be right whether that is society or your family or any of that and they have this idea in the mind of who you should be well that's that's cool that's for them that's not for you right you get to be whatever you want to be you get to write these stories and you get to write your own rules as well which is just incredible so if you want to be a sexy powerful confident badass queen fucking be it and don't just be it fucking own it right if you want to be i don't know a soft and sensual bookworm then be that too and just own it so you know like this like last week we had like a little homework to do so again this week if you would want to explore this topic just a little bit more you know i want this to be interactive i want you to learn something from them so again your mission should you choose to accept it which i know you'll want to is grab out your journal and just start thinking about when in your life you have been in your masculine energy and you know get out of that journal start writing about it think about it and think about different things in your life that have happened and, and when you've been in your masculine and think about when you've noticed toxic masculinity is it that you've noticed toxic masculinity within yourself or is it that you know you've noticed toxic masculinity in the world you know and i'm not afraid to use the word to- uh, toxic masculinity and misogyny um <laughs> you know I think they go sort of hand in hand or are the same things and you know red hot tip women can be misogynist too um, because you know that's what society is teaching us to be whether you're a man or a woman so have a think about that you know when have you noticed yourself in that sort of toxic masculinity and you know how can you balance you know what's a way in which you could balance your divine feminine and your divine masculine you think about some examples in your life of of things that you could do to you know to really lean into those and just you know to find this sort of sort of balance well that is it for me this week so please do this if you do this and you want to share it with me please share it with me drop in my dms or you know post in your stories Anybody who does post in the Instagram stories as well with the podcast, I will repost you as well and get you out to my audience. So, you know, if it resonates, love it, share it, like it, post it and, you know, give it to someone else who might need to hear it. Now, as well, to finish up, if you are looking for ways to work with me, please ask. I have the Kiss My Crown Masterclass. It's a three-hour masterclass and it's just such an intro into sort of, um, you know, looking at your sort of, you know, building some sort of that basic confidence, uh, looking at a personal brand of how you show up to the world so that you're, how you show up to the world is actually reflective of who it is you want to be. Um, and it's just a really great starting place for anything like that. If you want a more personal and intimate environment as well, then of course you can work with me one-on-one. Just send me an email to natasha at kissmycrownacademy.com. 
I cannot wait to talk to you next week when we get into the nitty gritty of toxic femininity. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, go out there, find some balance, you know, embrace that masculine energy, embrace the feminine energy and tell me all about it. Love you, queens. Bye. Thank you so much for supporting the Kiss My Crown podcast. Now, if you want to keep in touch or up to date with all things Queen Creations, make sure you head over to the website of www.queencreationsdesign.com. It is your one-stop shop for everything to do with Queen Creations.